The Fellowship of Christian Athletes presents Sharing the Victory with University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown. One of the most popular faces on television, especially in the sports world, is the TNT NBA host Ernie Johnson. And he's with us here on Sharing the Victory. Ernie, welcome to the show. Coach, it's good to be on here. Thanks for having me. Ernie, uh, you have the ability to kind of handle a couple of wild personalities and Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. You're a great middle guy, but you got your own stuff too, man, and that's got to be a lot of fun for you. Well, you know, sometimes I feel like I need a, a whip and a chair and, uh, <laughs> and, and like I'm at the circus. And, and, Coach, other guys have told me that I'm a, a, a traffic cop on that show, <laughs> but I think that's an insult to really good traffic cops because really good traffic cops don't want any fender benders or anybody to get broadsided. But that's what I try to make happen on that show. I, you know, I try to lead Charles down one trail and maybe have Kenny slam into him or vice versa. <laughs> but it is a great job. It's, uh, it is so much fun. And, you know, there's no heavy lifting. We're watching basketball and talking about it just like guys are sitting on the sofa watching games and reacting to it. Nobody asks to be called on. Everybody just gives their viewpoints. And, and through it all, we have a pretty good time doing it. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, not, not only is it fun, but as I've watched the games, and, you know, I, I enjoy the 40 nights of basketball, you know, because I'm out on the road recruiting this time of year. And at night, it's great to get into a hotel, check in to, to the game, and, uh, and to listen to your commentary. But what, I, what I've also discovered is that there is a, a high level of excellence in that show. I mean, it's not just a good time and, and uh, hanging out with Charles and the boys, but there is a lot of great basketball talked about, and uh, you guys have won an Emmy Award for, for what you've done. Tell us a little bit about your background in sports broadcasting, and uh, where does God fit in, in all that for you, uh, Ernie, as a Christian? Well, let me, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a wide-ranging question, I can, and I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version so that, uh, so that I, don't, I don't keep you all day and that I don't put any listeners to sleep. But my dad was a professional baseball player with the Milwaukee Braves in the 50s. I grew up wanting to be a baseball player. Hmm. I mean, my dad got a World Series ring with the Braves in 57, played with Aaron and all that bunch. And as I was growing up, uh, you know, I'd hang out at the ballpark with my dad because he became a broadcaster later. And so I spent my childhood having Hank Aaron ask me how my little league team was doing when I was going out of the ballpark. It was a pretty, it was a pretty cool way to grow up. And I had this dream to play professional baseball as my dad had. And actually, I walked on at the University of Georgia as a freshman, and uh, and then as a sophomore was told to walk off. Uh, so so that, that dream lasted all of one year, and and then I kind of looked around and said, what do I want to do? And it was like, well, you know, I could be a baseball coach and an English teacher because I was an English major at Georgia when I was there. And then Mm -hmm. really just on a lark kind of tried broadcasting because my dad had been doing it and no pressure at all, just kind of seeing if it was a viable option. And I I soon discovered that when they pay you to go to ball games and and you can sit around and talk about sports and uh, and do interviews and that kind of thing, and and they'd actually – let you make a livelihood uh, doing that. I said, yeah, I think this is what I want to pursue. And so really the path that has taken me uh, from Athens, Georgia, was you know, through a couple of small TV stations and then to Atlanta, to uh, an ABC affiliate. And then for the last 19 years, I've been with Turner. And so, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, Coach, that through that progression, and a lot of times, you know, it's not, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do because you want to keep improving at your craft and keep getting better jobs and progressing in the field. Uh, I mean, I'd gotten to the point you know, where I was 
I thought, you know, I'm, I'm pretty successful. I've, I've gotten to the national level at Turner. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got four kids. And this is where God comes in. Hmm. Uh, he was always there. Uh, I wasn't always aware or paying any attention to him because I really had thought that, you know, I'm doing pretty good here, and I really haven't given God a second thought through this whole process. Hmm. You know, I've, uh, it's been pretty much, I must be really good at this. And I was, you know, I was really blind to that. And, you know, I realize now, looking back, that even even when I'm not paying God any attention, he's paying plenty of attention to me and that I matter to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was really at the age of 41. I'm 52 now. Mm-hmm. When I was 41 years old, really the light went on for mm-hmm. me, and I, and I dedicated my life to Jesus Christ and, and mm-hmm. over a over a salad at a restaurant with the pastor at a church we'd been going to for about a month, you know, because... Mm-hmm. He had finally explained to me, I was hung up on being the provider, and, and I was really chasing happiness rather than wholeness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I was looking at things as, as giving me substance. My job was defining who I was. And that whole thing was flip-flop when I finally, when the light went on and I, and I saw that, you know, God has a plan for my life, that Christ died for all the mistakes that I've made, mm-hmm. and that, you know what, there's no age limit on this. You know, he's basically picking me up by the back of my neck and standing me up and dusting me off and says, you're 41, and that's not too late. Hmm. Uh, and so uh, it was a huge day, December 10th of 1997, when I made that decision, and it's been life-changing. Wow. We're talking to Ernie Johnson, well-known uh, broadcaster for the Turner Network, TNT. We know him on uh, Inside the NBA. And Ernie, uh, phenomenal. I mean, it's, at 41 years old, Jesus Christ became a reality in your life. You know, talk to us a little bit about your growth there and how that overflows into the world that you're with, with the couple of guys that you hang out with, for example, yeah. Charles yeah, well, Barkley and Kenny. You know what? Coach, it's um, it's funny when you look back now, and you're able to look back with a much clearer vision. I mean, it, it, in my personal life, uh, my wife and I had two kids uh, biologically. After we we've been married for 27 years, we had two biological kids, and then we've adopted two. One's a little boy from Romania, and we adopted in 1991. And another is a little girl from Paraguay we adopted in 93. Hmm. And Michael from Romania was almost three years old, had never walked, he couldn't talk. And, you know, and this is before my wife and I had even become Christians. Uh, hmm. And so it was one of the things you look back and say, you know, God was looking after us even when we weren't paying any attention to him. Hmm. And God loves Michael as as his child. And hmm. we can look at that and say, he picked us out and said, hmm. there's this kid in Romania who's got a lot of trouble. He's got muscular dystrophy, as you know, he was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy about a year and a half after we brought him back to the States. Mm-hmm. But it was like, we're all, he's, Jesus is all about adoption. God is all about <laughs> adoption, about, about taking all of us in. And I think, and it, that was really, when I think about the adoption process that we've had with Michael and Carmen, it's very much the same way. And, and so, all of that stuff becomes much, much, much clearer. And and what's cool, Coach, is that this is something that I've that I've learned over the years that my relationship with Jesus Christ is not a slice of my life. It's not a slice of the pie. It's not a Sunday morning thing. It's the crust of the pie. It's the very foundation of everything I do in my life. And so everything spills into there. My job, my family, and he's at the, he's at the very core of that. So. 
you know, I used to hear people say, well, the most important thing in my life is my faith. And then, you know, then my family. And then, mm-hmm. and, I, and I always used to say, well, you got that all wrong. Your family has to come first. And it really wasn't until I had this relationship that I knew I can't be the husband. I can't be the father. I can't be the broadcaster. I can't be the next door neighbor uh, that I should be unless he is at the center of everything I decide mm-hmm. and every move that I make. And so that's really, you know, that's really been the growth since 1997, realizing that I don't have him in my pocket to pull out like a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. I'm in his palm, and that's a great place to be. You know, I, I love that, Ernie, because there is no disconnect with Jesus Christ. And you're right, he fuels everything that he's called us to do, whether you're a broadcaster, a house mom, an attorney, a janitor, it doesn't matter. I mean, exactly. it, it is all done for the glory of Jesus Christ. Ernie, talk to us a little bit about, it was well known, I think, across the land that uh, you were diagnosed with cancer a, a little while back. Um, what was that like for you? I mean, we, we hear about trials and tribulations and different things, and it's not if we have them, it's when we have them, and they come in a variety of packages. Talk to us about the package of trial that you received when you heard that news. Well, you know, that was back in 2003, and um, I mean, I, I know there are folks who are listening now who have been through it. You know, it, it's hard to walk around and not bump into 10 people who have had cancer touch their lives in some way, whether a family member or a close friend or they themselves. And so you get that news, and it's very sobering to hear that. And and, uh, and I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and, um, you know, immediately you start, you cannot help, and I don't care how strong you are, you cannot help but kind of project into the future and say, you know, what's this going to mean? In terms of life and death, mm-hmm. you really while while they are uncertain, while the doctors are uncertain at that point, say, look, we need to run some tests and see how far the cancer is spread, where else it might be in your body, and that kind of thing. And I mean, that's not a lot of times the waiting and the uncertainty is is worse than the actual diagnosis. Right. Um, and so, you know, you go in and and you go through these battery of tests that they do that you've heard of and don't want any part of, but you're all of a sudden you see yourself right in the middle of it. And all I could do at that time is say, uh, and, and this is really the mantra I live by, Coach, is trust God, period. Trust God, period. Not trust him if this test comes back the way I want it. Not trust him if this part of my life is good. But trust God, period. Because you're going to go through mountaintop moments where he has really shown you favor. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go through valleys in life where you need his hand of comfort on your shoulder more than anything you'll ever know. And I just settled it right there. I will trust God, period, because I know he's got a plan for me. And I know, man, I would, I would read John 9 about, uh, about the blind man on the side of the road and the, and the disciples asking Jesus, whose sin was it this man or his parents that, mm-hmm. he, that he's blind? And Jesus basically said, you're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. It's not why is this man blind, but how my Father in heaven will use it to his glory. Hmm. And so I really was able to trust God that, you know what, I'll go through this trial, and there will be good that comes from it. There will be someone I'm able to impact in God's name and help them along this struggle. Or there may be some way this will impact somebody that I have no idea is in the works yet, but God knows what it's going to be. And so uh, I was able to rest comfortably there, and go through everything. You know, I, I didn't really have to do treatment for another three years. I went through six rounds of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. I've been in remission for the last three years, never felt better in my life. And I know that had it not been for the decision I made back in 97, when I accepted him as my Savior, 
he was preparing me for a lot of stuff. He was preparing me for good things in my life that I would be finally clearly be able to see that it wasn't something I did on my own. I had this professional success, for instance, because he gifted me in a particular way. And he prepared me for this downtime in my life when I was struggling with cancer and wondering and how long I'd be walking around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he prepared me for that, too, just by saying, look, I've got a plan for you, and I've got your back. My back was not turned when this happened to you. It's not like God said, hey, what happened to Ernie? Oh, mm-hmm. really, cancer? Huh. No, that's not the way it happened. This is this is all this all will work in. It's not something that I can say, oh, yeah, I dealt with cancer. It's really easy. It's, it's a snap. It's not. Mm-hmm. But in the bigger picture, I realized that, uh, you know, this is just part of my story. And it's, and it's not why this happened to me, but how my Father in Heaven will use it. Wow. One thing we do know, Ernie, uh, not only can you announce basketball, but you can announce the good news of Jesus Christ as well. <laughs> and, and, and we really appreciate that. I know there are many thousands who are listening right now who are very familiar with your voice, familiar with your face. But um, they're also familiar with the fact that they, they've gone through trials. And, uh, and God, in these 11 years that you've known Christ, uh, a lot of great things have happened through you, even in that bad package of cancer. Um, you know, the adoption thing really touched me because I was adopted. And, you know, Ephesians chapter 1 talks about the, how God predestined to adopt us as, as sons and daughters and out of the pleasure of his goodwill. And so, Ernie, I'll tell you what, in, in the 11 years of the new life that you've had, in Jesus Christ, it's been full, and it, it continues to uh, overflow even beyond what you do on TV. And our hats are off to you. God bless you for all that you're doing, and uh, and uh, we want to thank you for being on Sharing the Victory with us today. Well, and it's been my pleasure, man. I'm uh, really honored that you asked. Thank you. Great. That was Ernie Johnson, outstanding TNT NBA basketball analyst uh, with us today on Sharing the Victory. More interviews can be found at fcapodcasting.com. That's fcapodcasting.com. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Victory.